Welcome to the Tally Room Podcast. I'm Ben Rowey. In today's episode, we'll be discussing the results of last night's Wentworth by-election, where we saw a massive swing against the Liberal Party and possibly a big change that will have an impact on the next election. I'm joined today by Peter Brent. Peter is an elections writer for Inside Story and an adjunct fellow at Swinburne University. Hello, Peter. G'day, Ben. So we're going to start by doing a bit of a summary of what happened last night and where the results are currently standing. There was a large swing against the Liberal Party on the primary votes across Wentworth. The vote at the moment is sitting in the low 40s, around 42% for Liberal candidate Dave Sharma, which is a swing of about 20%. It looked a bit higher earlier on before we got some of the um, special votes, but that's where it's currently sitting. In second place on the primary vote is Karen Phelps, who's on about 29%. Uh, on current figures, she is just ahead on the two candidate preferred count. She did particularly well on the election day ordinary votes. And uh, when a lot of us went to bed last night, she was leading on about 54% and people were kind of expecting her to pull it off. We did have a bit of a clawback last night because the pre-poll booths came in and there was one big pre-poll booth in Rose Bay where Dave Sharma did very well and Sh- and Phelps did less well than you might have expected in some of the pre-poll booths in the areas where she is. And this morning, we've gotten our first batch of postal votes in, which favoured Dave Sharma very strongly. He was polling 64% after the distribution of preferences amongst his first batch of postal votes. So th- the race that looked clear last night now could very well be in play. And we're going to wait and see how many postal votes are yet to come. Uh, probably if there's four to 5,000 more, which is possible, then Sharma could well win on the current numbers. Uh, but at the moment, he's still behind. Uh, and there are some other issues that we we won't get into them in this podcast, but possible possibilities around votes in the wrong piles or errors or those kind of things that could also change the result. But at the moment, Phelps is leading, but the seat is definitely in play. We're going to mostly focus on talking about the issues that kind of played into the by-election and what the implications of this by-election might be. So, Peter, what did you see as the the main issues that that had an impact on this by-election? Well, I suppose there's there's the longer-term issue is the fact of the by-election itself and the fact that their local member was done in as Prime Minister and that he didn't wait around until the election and he, he did what he had always indicated he would, which is leave Parliament and the voters are not happy about that. And I suppose you've, you've got the comment of errors of the last couple of weeks with the Morrison government with a bizarre Senate vote in favour of a Ku Klux Klan uh, slogan. And then Morrison, it was a very sort of Labour Sussex Street move, I thought, the, the Israel and Iran uh, uh, pontifications. You know, we might change our policy on these things. And uh, then the Nationals threatening to bring back Barnaby Joyce, who, I mean, it's just, just the general destabilising effect of, of that. And I'm, I'm sure Barnaby's popular around the country in some quarters, although less so than he used to be, but possibly Wentworth isn't, uh, you know, where he's seen as such a rock star. One of the things I find interesting about that is most of those issues you described were not like planned, intentional campaign moves by the Liberal Party. You didn't have much of a sense of them making moves in order to try and hold on to this seat, whereas, you know, it is, it's holding on to Wentworth was crucial to maintaining their majority. Uh, apart from the Israel 
uh, embassy announcement. You know, the religious freedom thing was triggered by a leak. The it's okay to be white motion in the Senate was brought on by Pauline Hanson and seemingly not a lot of thought went into the decision by the Liberal Party to to support it. Uh, like the National Party uh, leadership spill speculation as well. Again, not really something that the Liberal Party wanted to have happen. So it seems like I don't know if if there's an issue with them having the having people who are focused on actually winning this seat at the moment, like whether the government is kind of in a bit of a mess and struggling to stay focused on what it needs to to stay in power. But I mean, while this by-election was going on, we, you know, we had Scott Morrison talking about refusing to waste time on global climate conferences and things like that, which may well play well with his base or in some marginal seats, but certainly wouldn't have played well in Wentworth. And and, and one, one we forgot was the Alan Jones, uh, Sydney Opera House, uh, business which I mean so which, much which so much has happened since then yeah that sort of yeah. proceeded but Morrison saying well this is Sydney's biggest billboard why why wouldn't you I mean it's just it sort of shows a fairly clunky view he has of what the electorate is uh, again especially Wentworth's not not your typical electorate anyway but uh, yeah these are misjudgments a politician trying to find his feet i suppose and they all played into karen phelps's uh hands there has been a bit of a shift in terms of the government's position on nauru that seems to be happening subtly but maybe an attempt to get out of their current position and i don't know if any of that was motivated by wentworth but that was another issue that that had come up quite a bit it's it's been a messy by-election and not super super clear what the government's plan was or what their intention was, except just to take as much damage as they could and hope that they would still be able to hold on to that majority. Could I just say something about the so-called swing? Um, I mean, as you know, it's a it's not really a there's no not really a two candidate preferred swing. There, there's the liberal. Two, part, two candidate preferred swing against Labor in 2016, and the Liberal two candidate preferred swing, uh, sorry, the Liberal two candidate preferred vote against Labor in 2016, and the Liberal two candidate two candidate preferred vote against Phelps yesterday, and you know, the difference between those two is large, but that's not really a swing. And there's a, there's a lot of talk in the media today about this being the biggest swing in by-election history, but it's but it's nothing like it. That's not even wrong, really, that that assertion. And if you do call that a swing, then the biggest swing was in line in 2008 when it was 35 or or so against the Nationals. And then the second thing is that, as we all know, Malcolm Turnbull had a massive, massive personal vote. And so I reckon you could take 10% off the, off the vote just with him going and... Uh, you know, without even you know the effects of a by-election swing or or anything, and and indeed the manner of Turnbull's departure would have added to that. You would have to think that um, the the circumstances of him quitting, as opposed to him as opposed to him politely stepping off the field um, after his prime ministership might have ended been ended by an election. Uh, I think that probably added to it. I mean, it makes me wonder as well, like what the people who supported the leadership spill against Turnbull thought they were going to get like maybe they didn't i suspect they didn't think he would follow through with his threat to resign uh and obviously you couldn't have necessarily predicted the exact form that the anti-liberal vote would take but you could have at least expected that someone like wentworth would become 
more risky. Do you think it reflects an increase in instability that a seat like this that theoretically looks safe can actually be become very marginal, can be lost in this circumstance? Oh, no, no I wouldn't. I mean, I, I would say that it reflects across the board lower support for both major parties and so, uh, maybe we can expect more of this sort of thing to happen. But it was just a, a by-election. Um, you know, as you know, safe seats, safe is vis-a-vis the other major party. Uh, so mm. it'd be interesting to see the eventual AEC two party preferred votes. It may, maybe there'll be a swing of 10% or less to Labor, but it's just a by-election. So there was a chance that Wentworth, Wentworth would fall to Labor in this by-election, but that's in the same way that Ryan fell to Labor in the 2001 by-election because mm. it's a by-election. But, it, you know, Ryan went back to safe Liberal, you know, behaved as normal. But because Karen Phelps is an independent, she has a much better chance of holding it than the Labor MP would have had. In fact, she'll, prob- it's, she'll probably keep it easily if we just go on... Our recent independents have gone in uh, Denison and Indi and Mayo. Mayo. Yeah, I mean, they, they, went, they won on preferences and then the next time they... And Adam Bant in Melbourne as well. They all won on primaries following that. So that's what we can expect. But I, but I don't... You know, I see it as a the outcome of a particular situation as well as across the board, less partisan loyalty to, to political parties. So mm. we're seeing sort of big swings, yeah, big by-election swings at state level as well. I mean, we saw at the last election that 17 out of 150 seats were uh, the, the top two candidates were not Labor versus Liberal. And that was a big change compared to 10, 15 years ago when that would happen in three or four seats. So there has been this effect that it's not just that the minor party vote is increasing, but they are spilling through to the top two a lot more. So it's not surprising. One other question I had that you sort of touched on was her chances of holding on, Phelps. Uh, obviously, we we can't fully predict that. Uh, I suspect that if a Labor candidate had won this seat, they would have been holding it for seven or eight months and then lost it at the next election. But, I mean, on the one hand, there is a history of people like her winning then holding on and building their presence. But Wentworth, I think Wentworth still has a strong Liberal vote and she, if she wins, she won't have won by very much and she won't have very long before the next election. And I do wonder a little bit about whether whether that's um, going to make it harder for her to hold on. A, a contra example where an independent or minor party isn't able to, to retain the seat is Cunningham in the 2002 by-election of Greens, Michael Organ defeated Labor in a by-election, but then it went back to Labor in the in the next general election and has been safe Labor ever since. And I suppose that's, to me, it just seems that she will probably easily retain it. And that's really just going off examples set by those other independents. So what does this, uh, what does this say now in terms of the government over the next probably seven months before the election and for that election. Um, By-elections obviously don't necessarily tell you a lot about how voters in other places will vote, but presumably this will make it harder if Karen Phelps is elected, make it harder for the Morrison government to present stability and to like sort of hold on to power while, while they don't hold a majority in the lower house. Oh yes, it'll make life much more difficult in the in the lower house. And that, that's the that's why this was actually an important by-election, whereas most by-elections are not important, even though they tend to be cast that way. Uh, you know, the ones in July were 
were not important. Uh, they, the situation on the floor of the house wasn't really going to change uh, either way. But of course, the Longman 3.7% swing in Longman ended uh, ended up leading to Malcolm Turnbull's demise. This, on the other hand, is practically important and it just makes life more difficult. I I agree that it's it tells us nothing about the next federal election. I mean, I, I think apart from the fact that Wentworth now will probably not go to the Liberals, the next election will probably be retained by Karen Phelps. By-elections are overinterpreted at the best of times in terms of what they portend for a general election result. But when you've got one like this where it goes from a major party to an independent, it tells us as much as the line by election in 2008 told us about the 2010 election, which is nothing at all. So the government lacks a majority in the House if Phelps manages to hold on. But we we don't I don't think we're going to see a no confidence motion or anything like that. I think probably the people who are on the crossbench won't want to do that. Um, but I do think it probably means we'll see some embarrassing votes, some inability to get legislation through, maybe some no confidence motions against um, ministers who have scandals. Uh, we saw Melissa Price survive by one vote from a no confidence motion the other day. So I think probably it'll just add to this kind of background noise of this government being chaotic and not really having a good sense of what they're doing. I mean, yeah, we've got to remember Labor's still only got 69, the government's got 75, and now there are six others. For those no-confidence motions to succeed, every single independent uh, has to vote with Labor. And also, I mean, then even then the, speak, the Speaker could make it. But, but I imagine that uh, ScoMo's already been on the phone to Karen Phelps and... Uh, I remember when he when he went from immigration to social services, there was there were reports of his the charm offensive he was inflicting on the Senate crossbench. So I think he's quite uh, capable of uh, laying on that private charm. So I'm sure that's what he's what he's doing right now. So we're going to leave it there. Short podcasts can be a good podcast, and uh, we are going to be watching this by-election a lot more as the results come in over the next few days. Uh, just to plug other stuff you can read uh, if you're interested, uh, I've got a post that I put up this morning running through the shift back to Sharma we've seen overnight, as well as a post last night that kind of goes to the geography of the seat, the, the different areas of the seat and how there's a big divide between the Sharma voting areas and the Phelps voting areas. Peter, do you have anything going up today about the by-election? Uh, yes, as we speak, I'm just finalising uh, an article on uh, some of the things we spoke about, the, the swing and how it, how it sits in with historical swings and what it tells us about the next election and so on. So that'll be up this morning. I'll uh, link to that on the podcast page when it's up, so make sure to take a read. And uh, we'll be back with another episode of this podcast in uh, about a week and a half and that's going to be all about the victorian state election as we head into what will be the last major election of this year so uh, thank you peter for joining me thank you ben for having me you can find this podcast on your podcast app of choice if you like the show please consider rating or reviewing us on itunes you can follow the tally room on twitter at the tally room or like us on facebook information about this podcast is available at www.tallyroom.com.au and you can email questions or feedback to the tally room at gmail.com Thanks to Chris DeBro for writing the music you hear in this episode. And once again, thanks for listening.